0: Hello, this is Snikdha from NewsHoundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 31st of May. India reported a record daily jump of 8,380 new coronavirus cases, taking the total number of infections to 1,82,143. Of these cases, more than 89,000 people are being treated, while more than 86,000 have recovered. The death toll in the country now stands at 5,164. India is now the ninth worst affected country in the world. The centre plans to unlock all economic activities outside containment zones in a phased manner beginning from 8th of June. Prime Minister Modi said, and I quote, It is important to be even more vigilant as a major chunk of the economy has opened up. India's fight against COVID-19 is people-driven and the country's seva shakti, or the power to serve, is visible in this battle." Unquote. Malls, hotels, restaurants and religious places such as temples, mosques and churches will reopen from 8th of June. Schools, colleges, coaching institutes and other such educational institutions will open in July after consultations with parents and other stakeholders. The Indian Railways have announced that 100 pairs of trains will start running from Monday, That is June 1st. Bookings for these trains are open and you can book your seat or berth up to 30 days in advance. International flights, metro trains, cinema halls, gymnasiums, swimming pools, entertainment parks, theatres, bars and auditoriums and similar places shall remain out of bounds for now. Religious, political and all other such congregations too shall remain prohibited. However, these new regulations will play out differently in most states as they have been given the freedom to prohibit certain activities if they deem fit. But they cannot water down the centre's guidelines. According to data by the ICMR, the country's nodal body for coronavirus testing, only 33.2 people per million population have been infected in India. The Union Health Ministry said that India's coronavirus recovery rate had reached an all-time high of 47.4 per cent as 11,264 patients were cured in a day. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister's office refused to provide details about the Prime Minister Cares fund created to tackle the coronavirus pandemic to a right-to-information applicant, saying that the reserve was not a public authority under the RTI Act. Opposition parties have raised several questions about the fund's transparency. An Air India flight from Delhi to Moscow returned midway after the airline's ground team found out that one of the pilots had tested positive for coronavirus. The flight's crew members have been placed under quarantine. The plane, thankfully, did not have any passengers and was heading to Moscow to bring back stranded Indian citizens as a part of the Vande Bharat mission. Maharashtra has reported 2,940 new coronavirus cases, taking the state's tally to 65,168 cases. The death toll has reached 2,197 with 99 more deaths. As of date, the state has 3,169 containment zones, of which 684 alone are in Mumbai and 65 are in Pune. Thane district has 177 containment zones. As many as 91 policemen in Maharashtra tested positive in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of police personnel affected so far in the state to 2,416, including 26 deaths. 48 personnel of the fire brigade in Mumbai too have tested positive for COVID-19. Currently, there are 37 active cases, of which 17 have been hospitalized and 20 have been kept under quarantine. Seven fire brigade officials have been discharged and four have lost their lives due to the virus. In Pune City, the Agricultural Produce Market Committee has resumed operations. The market's administrator said that people's temperature and oxygen levels are being checked and they are being sanitised. He also said that it is being checked if they are wearing masks and making sure social distancing is being maintained. Delhi's COVID-19 tally has risen to 18,549 with 1,163 new cases, while the death toll has risen to 416 with 18 more fatalities. The national capital has 122 active containment zones. Therefore, despite the ease in lockdown restrictions, there will be minimal activity in many parts of the city with no movement allowed and essential items being delivered to doorsteps. The Delhi government has demanded 5000 crore rupees assistance from the centre to be able to pay salaries to its employees. Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sodia, who also holds the Finance Department charge, said that the Delhi government requires 3,500 crore rupees per month to pay salaries to its employees and to meet other needs. He said, and I quote, "However, in the past two months, our GST collection has only been 500 crore rupees each month." We need at least 7,000 crores to be able to pay salaries to our employees, many of whom are discharging frontline duties against the coronavirus pandemic. Tamil Nadu, with 21,184 cases, is among the states worst affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The death toll in the state now stands at 160. The state has extended its lockdown till 30th of June. However, Chief Minister Palani Swami said that the curbs on religious places, interstate bus transport and metro-suburban rail services will continue. Public transport will resume in Tamil Nadu with a limited number of services from 1st of June. However, Chennai, Kanchipuram, Tiruvallur and Chengalpet districts, where the maximum number of cases are being reported currently, will not have public transport services. Private carriers will be allowed to operate in authorised routes alone. Buses will be operated with a strength of 60% passengers. With the launch of the public transport, the e-pass system has been cancelled in the state for public movement. In Gujarat, 16,343 people are infected and the death toll is at 1,007. The government has announced relaxations in lockdown with effect from Monday and decided to allow shops and businesses located outside COVID containment zones to operate without any restrictions of the odd-even formula. Uttar Pradesh has recorded 7,445 cases while the death toll in the state is at 201. Intrastate bus and taxi services are reported to resume. CM Yogi Adityanath said mass gatherings, however, will remain prohibited. Social distancing and masks will also remain mandatory. Rajasthan's COVID-19 tally has risen to 8,693 after 76 new coronavirus cases were reported and the death toll in the state now stands at 193. Odisha has recorded 129 new cases, taking the state's tally to 1,948. Seven people have died in the state due to coronavirus until now. Assam reported 56 new cases today. With this, the state's tally now stands at 1,272. Manipur, too, reported four new coronavirus cases, taking the state's tally to 66. Seven people who had returned from Chennai tested positive in Nagaland. The total number of cases in the state is now at 43. Dear listeners, many of you who follow us might be aware that we have a section called Bloodlust TV that highlights the glaring fault lines in our media ecosystem by calling out advertisers who sponsor TV news shows that promote misinformation and bigotry. On April 23rd and 24th of this year, the India Solidarity Network, a Europe-based activist group of diasporic Indians, launched a Twitter campaign with the hashtag It ran for two days with a series of tweets calling out Renault for running advertisements on Republic TV. This campaign, in fact, stemmed from a news laundry piece titled Who Funded Arnab Goswami's Communal Tirade Over Palghar Lynching? It was about the channel's extremely problematic coverage of the Palghar lynchings where 3 men including 2 sadhus were killed in Maharashtra's Palghar on April 16th following this renault has allegedly severed its ties with republic bharat republic tv's hindi offering do read jeshri and nayan's piece on the same titled renault has stopped funding advertising on republic bharat will nissan be next Might I remind you now that News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform. And with what I just told you, I'm sure you understand why. To help us continue serving the interest of you, the public, subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. You can go to our website www.newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The lowest subscription plan starts at 300 rupees a month only. Now for some international updates on the coronavirus. The world has crossed the 6 million mark of confirmed coronavirus cases, with over 369,000 lives lost. The US has recorded 960 coronavirus deaths in the last 24 hours, bringing the total death toll in the country to over 105,000 since the pandemic began. The total number of cases in the country now stands at 1.8 million. US President Donald Trump on Saturday postponed what he calls the outdated Group 7 summit that he planned to hold in June at the White House, seeking to add India and some other countries to the group of world's top economies. Trump told reporters, travelling with him on board the Air Force One from Florida to Washington DC, that he is postponing it until September, and he plans to invite Russia, South Korea, Australia and India. Talking of Donald Trump, you must have heard that for the first time, Twitter this week added a fact-checking tag to two of Trump's tweets where he made unsubstantiated claims of fraud in mail-in voting. The president struck back on Thursday with an executive order threatening social media companies with new free speech regulations. In the latest edition of Stop Press, our weekly media newsletter that helps you track and make sense of the media ecosystem, News Laundry's Jitranshu Tiwari broke down the what, why and how of content moderation on social media platforms. The newsletter is titled Stop Press, Platforms and Content Moderation. Who draws and defines the line? The newsletter is available on our website newslaundry.com. Do not forget to sign up for it. Russia has reported 9,268 new cases of the novel coronavirus, raising the national tally to 405,843. Officials said that 138 people had died of COVID-19, the respiratory disease caused by the coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the nationwide toll to 4,693. Brazil has nearly 500,000 cases after a record one-day increase. The country, with one of the world's worst outbreaks, registered a record 33,274 new cases of the coronavirus on Saturday. With more than 2,000 new cases, the confirmed number of cases in the United Kingdom has now risen to 272,826. The country's death toll now stands at 38,376. Britain's top public health leaders have warned Prime Minister Boris Johnson that trust in the government has been shattered by the Dominic Cummings affair and that it now poses real danger to life when lockdown measures are lifted this week. Cummings, who is Boris Johnson's top aide, has been embroiled in a scandal after he was seen in Durham, 264 miles away from his London home, despite having coronavirus symptoms. The number of coronavirus cases in Saudi Arabia have exceeded 35,000. Tens of thousands of mosques across Saudi Arabia have reopened for the first time in more than two months, but worshippers have been ordered to follow strict guidelines to prevent the spread of the coronavirus as the Islam's holiest site in Mecca remains closed to the public. The Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem, the third holiest site for Muslims after Saudi Arabia's Mecca and Medina, also reopened for prayers for the first time since it was closed since mid-March. In Canada, the total number of coronavirus cases now stand at 90,190, while the country's death toll has risen to 7,073. The government has closed its borders to non-essential travel since March and it is unclear when they will be opened again many provinces have also shut down domestic non-essential travel. Also, Canada is to invest 30 million Canadian dollars to enable its provinces and territories to promote holidays in their own backyard because of the closure of the country's borders due to the novel coronavirus pandemic. Now for some non-coronavirus news. Curfews were imposed in major American cities as clashes over police brutality escalated across America, with demonstrators ignoring warnings from President Donald Trump that his government would stop the violent protests cold. Minneapolis, the epicenter of the unrest, was gripped by a fifth consecutive night of violence, with police in riot gear firing tear gas and stun grenades at protesters who were venting fury at the killing of George Floyd by a white police officer during an arrest in the city. Gandhi Mahal, a restaurant in Minneapolis that is run by Bangladeshi immigrants who serve Indian cuisine, faced the anger of an angry mob who were protesting violently against the racially motivated killing of George Floyd. The restaurant was burned down during protests on Friday. Even though they lost their business, the owners of Gandhi Mahal, in now a viral Facebook post that the owner's daughter Hafsa wrote, said, and I quote, Gandhi Mahal may have felt the flames last night, but our fiery drive to help protect and stand with our community will never die. Havza further added that her father, Ruhel, even though upset over their restaurant, stood in solidarity with the protesters and said, and I quote, Let my building burn. Justice needs to be served. Put those officers in jail. Unquote. Before I sign off, there is something more I'd like to tell you about. In the three months since the violence in northeast Delhi, the police have arrested hundreds of people and filed over a thousand FIRs. We have a new News Laundry Sena project. For those of you who do not know, News Laundry Sena is a reader-funded project where you can contribute to a story that you want to hear. Our latest offering is an investigative story that will find out how fair and robust the police have been in dealing with the riots and the following investigation into it. You can contribute to the story on our website, newslaundry.com. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.